Jack lay flat on his belly, rummaging under his bed until his hand closed upon the shoebox. Dragging it towards him, he wiggled his bony body free and elbowed backwards into a kneeling position. After wiping away the balls of grey fluff and dirt specks from his Arsenal football shirt, he prized open the box and gazed intently at what was inside. With a trembling hand, Jack hunted for something that could help him by removing the items one by one. A pebble in the shape of an elephant fell from his hand in his eagerness and bounced across the floor before he impatiently swept it back to sit beside him. A length of string, a gyroscope, and a quantity of old coins quickly joined it on the faded green carpet. Together with some photographs, a chipped oyster shell, two Arsenal ticket stubs, and a robin's egg, he knew none of it would be any use. Only the penknife now remained at the bottom of the box. Don't tell your mother, his dad had whispered as he passed over the ancient object. It was my grandfather's. Grandpa Jim, we used to call him. Your great-grandfather, of course. He gave it to me on my twelfth birthday, not long before he died. Now I'm giving it to you on yours. He was a bit eccentric, always coming out with cautionary tales and such like. Yet I've never forgotten what he said. Keep it close, Frank. Someone's life depends on it, and there's no need to tell your father he wouldn't understand. Too straight-laced. I've never understood what he meant to this day. About the knife, I mean. I think we both know about your granddad. His dad had winked before adding, Yes, he was a strange old man, but I liked him. You would have too. Anyhow, hide it from your mother. You know she'd have a fit if she knew. And maybe you'll find a use for it. That was a couple of months ago. With care, Jack picked up the knife, heart pounding. It wasn't anything like the modern ones that housed everything from a corkscrew to an ice pick, but quite small. Would it be enough? Why hadn't he thought about it before now? He could have found something, couldn't he, to stop this stupid gnawing fear. He hated the way it made him feel, like he was going to stop breathing sometimes. But he knew why, didn't he? He'd hoped something would stop them from going, hoped that the weird feeling that attacked him was wrong, that he was being an idiot. But he should have known by now that it wouldn't just go away. Why did things keep happening to him? Strange and scary things. Things he'd never be able to explain. Things he could never begin to understand. He closed his eyes, and the memory of Mrs. Hodges standing in the middle of the street, rooting inside her enormous black handbag, muttering to herself, came into his mind. Without hesitation, he told her exactly where to find her car keys. She'd only needed to pick them up from a front doorstep. She scuttled off, looking at him as if he'd suddenly grown an extra head. His heart beat even faster as he thought about the incident with Bobby Cross at school. That time he'd grabbed the boy by the arm, as he'd been about to go into the toilet after class had finished, dragging him into a deserted classroom until Jerry Masters and his pack of cronies had bustled past, swearing to get Bobby another time. Then there was the dream. It had been the same one for weeks, though he couldn't remember all of it, only a hefty figure, a flapping black coat, a thunderous noise a blinding light and a large axe. 
He hadn't seen a face, and the axe hadn't been dripping with blood or anything, only none of it made sense. Not that dreams ever really did. Night after night, he jolted awake to the muffled darkness of the room, drenched in sweat and fear, and determined not to scream. Jack, what are you doing up there? His eyes jerked open at his mother's bellowed question. Nothing, he shouted, trying to blot out the memory of the dream. Well, come down now, it's time to go. He shoved everything, except the penknife, back into the box and slid it into its hiding place, pulled down the sides of the bedspread and grabbed his trainers before leaving the room. While leaping down the stairs, two at a time, he slipped the penknife into the pocket of his jeans, satisfied that his shirt now covered the telltale bulge.